So anyway, there's this beautiful poem that I kept hearing about in TikTok comps. And eventually I was like, well, I need to go back and find a comp where they say it and then look it up because this poem makes me cry a little bit every single time. Um, Because it's just such this like, it is a lovely view of a very human future of an individual Um, in a way that feels so serene and so good and so like things will go up and down and up again and down again. Um, so I went and found the poem and I can share this snip of it with you now so you can read it. So like very nice, very soft, very human, right? Whoever wrote Mm -hmm. that was like doing a good thing. Um, and so I went, I was like, well, I want to save this quote. And so I want to find somewhere where it is in text. And so I found where it was from initially. And then I was like, well, I also want to save this as an archive.org thing so that even if Tumblr dies in 10 years, I'll still have access to this quote and the like original context of it. And then I... More like 10 years ago, am I right? Oh. Yahoo will be the the downfall of everything you love. <laughs> so then I was like, well, who wrote this? Because it's so good. I need to figure out, you know, did they copy this from somewhere else or did they whatever... Um, and so you go to like the little about section on this Tumblr blog and it is a GPT-2 AI. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) We live in hell. I don't know. This is the bad place actually. This is the bad place? You're telling me an AI wrote this? And so I I spent a while reeling at that because that's like one of my favorite poems now. After hearing it a couple times, I was like, that's one of my favorite poems now. It's very good. Yeah. And then... uh. <laughs> It's like, it does the, you know, GPT-2, you can't just like spit a thing that GPT-2 generated out into the world and you can't feed it certain things. Um, But like an AI wrote it and somebody looked at whatever, 10 things from an AI and was like, this is the one. And that's the, the level of human involvement. And also that it was trained on a set of data of uh, the Magnus archives. I I'm going to read this again. Uh-huh. That's a good poem. Yeah. And I think the construction is just weird enough that you are like, "Ah, this is an intentional construction to get me to like slow down and sit with this thing, with these yeah. words." Um the the world won't end and so you will get a dog. Right? So anyway, that's a thing that I have been reeling over for a while. And every time I remember about it, I go, hey, wait, (laughs) wait a minute. Reading this poem and finding out a computer wrote it has been a genuinely upsetting experience. So thanks a lot. Yeah, anytime. Hey, Zach. Hey, Liz. So you know how 
I, Zach, as uh, as a person who's been doing this podcast for a while and been talking about the way that I think about things for a while into this microphone, I, I've talked for a while about being a cool elf and how I want to be a cool elf and be part of a, a community, but then it's scary to be part of a community because being your authentic self, terrifying. Um, so what if I went into a community as a cool elf and then everyone likes me because I'm a cool elf? Um, and th- this is an established principle. It's very much a good idea and very much something that people would appreciate and that would bring me lasting joy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think these are all... In fact, this is an axiom of the show that it's a good idea, that the right. cool elf philosophy is a good one that is good for us. Uh-huh. And so as you know, then, me as a cool elf, I'm part of the indie web community. I've got, uh, you know, lots of connections as my cool elf self. <laughs> um, Jared, this is a joke. This is I'm doing a bit right now where I act like a thing that I wanted to do a while ago, I A, pursued, and B, still believe would have been a good idea to pursue. And so we're just going to play in this space for a while. Um, I am not actually... (laughs) Space gone. (laughs) We're done playing in the space now. Um, I am not actually a part of the indie web community because um, Slack is overwhelming. And... I mainly used it as a distraction from the school things I was doing because I was able to like be in my networking class or whatever and be like, I don't need to understand networking that much. And guess what? I didn't. Um, (laughs) And so then I can I can think about indie web things in the meantime. Uh, But but in the same way that people talk about Slack being a tough thing to get used to when it's part of your job. Um, and like use and have a good relationship with, especially when it's part of your job and you're like getting paid in part to to do Slack, but also to do your job. But like you can't do your job if you don't do communication and then Slack is part of the communication, but the Slack moves at a pace where it feels like you need to just constantly be on Slack. This is a thing that people have remarked upon mm-hmm. um, in these challenging times. And so I think uh, a Slack for a community like the IndieWeb has a similar set of issues where you like join the Slack and you're like, hey, cool. And then you leave for a couple hours to like do work or to sleep or make dinner or whatever. And then you come back and there's like, it's a new discussion now. And at least the way that I am, a cool elf is not just going to like speak about a topic unless he understands the full context of it. Right. And so then I've got to catch up on like what everybody's talking about this thing now. You haven't memorized the wiki by now? I haven't memorized the wiki and I definitely have not ingested into my brain all of the things that led to the last statement that someone made in the Slack. Mm -hmm. You know, Um, maybe that's not the way that the people who make the Slack imagine the Slack to function. But that is the way that I imagine the Slack to function. And that causes some problems. Namely, I get overwhelmed when I look at the Slack. Um, And how are you supposed to do your job, which is be a cool elf who mm -hmm. develops for IndieWeb. Right. If you can't communicate because you can't look at the Slack because it's too overwhelming. Right. Um, 
So, so if IndieWeb wants my skills, you got to uh-huh. move over to a real platform like email. Right. Listservs. I don't know what a listserv is. What Me is either. a listserv? I have no idea. <laughs> From the listserv Wikipedia, it is a registered trademark, but is just a but also is kind of like a Kleenex type term mm-hmm. for uh, electronic mailing list software. Okay. It allows. I, I used that a, word right then. I just didn't know it. Yeah. Which allows us. That's how communication works. Go ahead. Which which allows a sender to send one email to the list, which then transparently sends it to sends it on sends it on to the to the addresses to the subscribers of the list. So you send an email to something. Mm Mm-hmm. And then it sends, it forwards the email to your list of addresses. Okay. Yeah. So they should do listservs and then I would be significantly less overwhelmed because now instead of being in the place where I communicate with my friends, it's in the place that Casper Mattresses sends me um, a daily reminder that I have a coupon code that I haven't used yet. Um, And that would feel a lot better. (laughs) No, no, no. Uh... So, so everything that I say now, following following all of that that preamble, we're now getting into me wishing for a thing that may exist or may not fit with the ethos of the community that's in the Slack channel because I'm not in the Slack channel because it overwhelms me. There's intro one. This might have been edited out of the show. There are three introductions. That was intro one. <laughs> Hey, Liz, you know how you just moved? <laughs> yeah, I uh, am aware of the fact that I just moved. Uh-huh. Um, it, what, didn't, didn't you hate it when you had to tell everyone and all of the, the companies, you had to tell Casper Mattresses that you moved so they could start sending you coupon codes at a different address? Um, and you had to tell... I haven't even told my mother my new address. <laughs> like your bank? Does your bank know your new address? Nope. I'm off the grid except for the post office who forwards my mail. Okay. Um, That's fair. What about when you want to like order something on the internet? You know, as you do. I've you go been... to somewhere and they give you goods. And not services, and and they they send them to your home. It has not come up yet. Okay. I'm a um, good citizen who only buys from brick and mortar billionaires. Wow, that's that was that's that's a clapping moment. Uh, um, thank thank me for your service. <laughs> <laughs> At some point, this is um, speaking as someone who has had to do all of these things has to had to tell that my bank that i'm moving and has had to tell the mattresses the casper mattresses that i'm moving well the good news is i didn't have to tell them um because the united states postal service did it for me um but 
the the internet shipping site and the other internet shipping sites that I go to that aren't like the big one because I you know for clapping sometimes I go to the smaller internet shipping sites um and but the thing is that because they're the smaller internet shipping sites they don't know that I just moved and so sometimes I've had it that I move and then I go to a smaller internet shipping site like six months after I moved and they still have my old address saved and so then I have to um sneak in the night and be a package thief from my old address um (laughs) that's hilarious (laughs) so there's all these these people and they want to know where i live you know Mm -hmm. um people and corporations which is everyone knows are people um so there's all these people and they want to know where i live and I think it would be so much better if I could just tell, if I could just like tell the internet where I live once and then let that propagate to all the people and corporations who want to know where I live. Yeah. You should write a PDF about it and then throw it up on archive.org. Ah. About where I live or about this idea? About where you live. Okay, yeah, I like that idea, because then I don't even have to worry about self-hosting or anything. Yeah, you can just, if someone uh-huh. wants to know where you live, you just say, look it up. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a, this is, this is the programmer brain in me, that like, you don't want to write the same thing all the time. You don't want to copy and paste and copy and paste and copy and paste. I don't um, like doing that, it's true. Another place that you've got to update is in your contacts app so that when you say like hey tell me what bus to take to get home um it knows where home is um when you when you ask the lady in your watch how to get home she can tell you so there's all these places that you've got to update and you've got to tell them how you want to get home and i i wish that i could just put on my website here's where i live and then everybody who wants to know can just go check there oh um i wonder if there's a some sort of service or a set of APIs, a standard even. Mm-hmm. Is there anything like that? I don't know. I'm not part of the, the standards community. <laughs> um, probably, if I had to guess, there's probably a micro format for addresses, but not HTML addresses, but like physical address yeah and it's compatible with the v card standard so uh, all the people in web 2.0 were like hey what if we connect everything together and that will we will be stronger we will rise all boats we will create this this system that all connects together no facebook not like that (laughs) not like that (laughs) uh federated so please (laughs) sorry go ahead uh and so they came up with all these things they were like ah you can have a v card and they made an rfc for it um and so the people who came up with the internet in 1998 um you know when the internet was invented they were like what if you could download a thing and that's a, a contact card um and then you get to do whatever you want to with that contact card. And all that the website needs to do is just tell you, like, where to find the contact card. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and that would be pretty cool because because then there's only one way that you need to know how to write this thing. You need to know how to write it as a V card. And then everyone else just says, I am going to read a V card. Um, and the more times you say it, the less it becomes related to the internet definition of V card and more to the social conception of V card, um, which is a different thing. But I'm going to continue saying it because words mean things and sometimes there are homophones. Um, yes. I don't want to hear one joke, Jared. <laughs> I will turn the movie off. I uh, I just realized that my experience is not universal for a second. Um, I said I'd turn the movie off because like this interaction reminded me of a teacher shows a movie that's like rated PG-13 and like there's like a slightly inappropriate scene in that if it happened like at a school it would be like not appropriate Mm -hmm. and the teacher like prefaces the, the whole movie with like now, there is one scene in particular that it just will feel very awkward for all of us. Do not ref- do not acknowledge it. If anyone giggles. If anyone giggles, I'm stopping the f***ing movie. If I were still in high school, I'd be like, that's a war crime. You're punishing all of us for one person's actions. Um, and the thing is... I'm still that kind of dork, but I'm no longer in high school, so I don't have to deal with it. Yes. Uh, Stopping the movie? War crime. Yeah. Yes. This is why we can't have nice things. So to answer your question, it looks like there is a draft micro format for uh, an address, and then you just have your address. But the thing is, I don't want uh john q driveway is what some people call just like whoever just you know john q driveway okay um i don't want john q driveway to be knowing my address you only want casper mattresses to know your address only want casper mattresses and like the united states government can't relate well i feel like i'm obligated to vote and sometimes like it will help things (laughs) And to make that happen, the government needs to know where I live. I never heard it in those terms before. (laughs) I hate that. I hate that a lot. Um, It's usually I have a better view than that. (laughs) So what I want is a way that that I just have to publish once. Hey, my address is, is here. And then... It tells all the everybody who cares. It tells um, Amazon. And so instead of telling Amazon I live here at, you know, whatever, John Q. Driveway Road, um, that I say I live at, you know, HTTPS colon slash slash ZachSharp.me slash my address. Let me introduce you to the concept of a listserv, actually. Oh, okay. Please, please edify me. What's the deal? Well, you know, you can set something up so that everyone who wants to know changes in your address 
can uh-huh. sign up to be emailed notified about it. And you just say okay. you just send one email that says I live here now and everyone knows now. What if I set up an an address RSS feed? Ooh, okay. That's a little bit cleaner than email. I agree. Uh-huh. And then I just say, "Hey Amazon, here's my address RSS feed." And then Amazon um mm. I I will say that like RSS is like very public whereas like you can sort of cultivate who is on the list. Oh, right. So it's slightly different. Okay. Yeah. What if I say, hey, Amazon here, I live at um, HTTPS colon slash slash Zach Sharp dot me slash my address question mark password equals, you know, bingo one, two, three. Mm-hmm. Put the passwords in the get request. In, in the query. Yep. For safekeeping. For safekeeping. You know, you, so you can just go back to it in your history. <laughs> and so that that would also be an option if I don't want to have to worry about maintaining the list serve. And so I wish that these things existed. And that's the extent of it. But I feel like there we can we can draw some more content. Um, well, we still have one more intro to get through. Oh, I think I jumped the gun. That's that was that was intro one and two and all the contents. Do I have another intro in me? Was I was promised three intros. You were promised three intros. Instead of giving you an intro, I'll give you some complexity. Because the thing is, like a web redirect, you know, can happen. You can have a web redirect. In theory. But a web redirect only gets to somebody when they try to go to your page. And some of the people who I care about knowing my address are never going to reach my address. Right? Like the people who care about where I live for my voting. They're never going to They're not going to mail me something and then get something from USPS that says like, hey, just so you know, he moved. Okay. Um, yeah. And I'd so say there needs to be a, a redirect I, from elsewhere. I think the government is literally the only entity that fits that description, though. People who charge me to, like, who charge my credit card, and my credit card has to know my zip code. And also my bank, I get e-statements. And the only mail that they ever send me is mail that says, hey, just so you know, you changed your address. <laughs> That still doesn't seem like they need your address then. I think for legal reasons that they do. See, we're back to the government now. Right. Okay. (laughs) What if my address was just tied to my social security number? Right. There's a database somewhere in, you know, Washington, D.C., where all of the government is. We take all the government and we put it in Washington, D.C., and then there's a server somewhere in Washington, D.C. in the government that knows what my address is. And then if Amazon wants to know my address, they go, hey, John Q. Government of the, the Department of the Address, um, where does social security number... This <laughs> There's an issue here where I need to tell Amazon my social security number. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, I recently um, had a phone call, which was a, extremely upsetting. Ugh, terrifying. Um, where I had I was interviewed about <laughs> and whether or not he should be able to have a job working for the government uh, where he oh, may, yeah. may see sensitive information. Uh-huh. And like some of it, some of it I get. Some of the questions I understand. Some were like, have you ever known <laughs> to want to overthrow the government? And I was like, no, not particularly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but some of them were like, yeah, no, I I actually don't know a social security number. Uh, I never saw any confirmation of that. Technically, I suppose uh, it could be anything, as far as I know. Which I think, if I were government, I would take that as a good thing. That yeah, means right. I know how to keep a secret. So the thing is that Amazon is never going to do this unless we convince them. I think Amazon would gladly accept your social security number if we. Uh, if we gave it to them. I agree with that statement. What in particular aren't they going to do? They would not go to my website to learn my address. Okay. And they would not check their email to learn my address either. If I set up a list serve. Amazon, please answer my calls. Uh-huh. <laughs> so what I'm thinking is that if we all... St- all the Jareds start a letter writing campaign to your local Amazon senator, <laughs> your local Amazon representative. Yep. Who my YouTube ads uh-huh. would, would like me to believe that they are being paid extremely well. Oh, good. Good for them. I'm so glad. It's hilarious. The ad I keep getting, I. Uh, I will try to find it. Just I don't know if it's like on YouTube. I'm going to make an attempt mm-hmm. to put this in show notes. It's hilariously bad. They could not have gotten the people in that video to seem more under duress. <laughs> like, like one of the clips is like the pay is great. <laughs> with the double thumbs up good uh yeah uh, i can make some extra income <laughs> casually sorry i'm distracting you um amazon's not going to read your emails so we're gonna start a letter writing campaign right this is this is wish casting is what's happening here i'm going i wish Things were better in into a void where like I can't even. It's worse than spinning my wheels. Because at least like when you're spinning your wheels, you're it is spinning my wheels. Is it worse than spinning my wheels or is it spinning my wheels? Liz, tell me. I think to adequately answer your question, I need to know more about what you're actually doing. I am griping. I'm I'm coming onto a podcast and mm-hmm. I'm saying when I was moving it was very frustrating to have to tell all of the d- separate places that I'm moving. 
So why can't I just tell all of the places where to look for where I live and then tell that one place where, where I'm moving? And I think that that would be nifty. And we have all the technology to do it. Absolutely. And we've had listservs since 1984. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yep. 84. And, and sometimes the world is bad because it's a lot of work to make it better. And nobody cares all that much about this particular corner of the thing. That's what's happening here. I am reckoning with that in a new corner. I think there is also an aspect of the world is not made for people whose address changes a lot, among other things. Mm-hmm. I, I've, I always talk about car brain, but I think this is this is consistent address brain, you know? Yeah, and like it's people with inconsistent addresses are not like as far as i'm aware like what we would consider a protected group but it is an indicator of having a consistent address is an indicator to of stability and stability comes from wealth and power yeah or like in America, stability comes from wealth or power. Yes. That's not like a, a function of humanity and human life in general, but it's definitely a function of the way that society, as yeah. we see it, is structured. It's not the kind of thing that Newton would say or like about, like it's not physics. It's just right. <laughs> the way our society is. And because of that, it no one, if since... It doesn't make a lot of sense to cater to people without money and power. Things are catered towards people with money and power for lots of reasons, but uh, address stability, address consistency Uh is a symptom of that. Yes. And also it's very network effect that like to get my private address publishing format large enough that amazon would consider it i would need to convince enough people to use it to get it worth amazon's time and to convince people to start implementing it they would need to have places that read it and so uh i should write an rfc yeah i should i should write a white paper about this about the format and about how to do it securely that's still kind of a big open question, how to do it securely. I say screw it. Just tell the world my address. Tell the world your address and what convince a ton of other people to do it too. Uh-huh. You know, that's, yeah, that's one of the ways that we fight back against, um, you know, all these big data conglomerates is that they have all this information about us that we want private. But if we stop caring if it's private, then they no longer have any power over us, you know? That'd be semi-interesting. To, like, have a Chrome extension or something that, like, watches you the way that Google and Facebook does and then just, like, puts it somewhere. Not public, but, like, here's what Google and um, Facebook can figure out about you. Yeah. 
It's just so you can answer those. Like, if you had to describe yourself in three words, what would you say? And you just say, like, whatever category, the top three categories that Facebook's ad campaigns you want to see, label want, you as. Want to do something fun, Zach? Sure. Open your Instagram app. Oh, no. That's not on my computer. This isn't quite the same thing, but uh, Instagram, by law, in by some law, has to tell you what they think your interests are so Would if you in settings uh yeah it goes so go to the profile tab click on the hamburger thing and go to settings then i believe it's security yep then access data it'll take you to a web view Ooh, it's loading okay now scroll all the way down to ads jared you can follow along at home that's why i'm detailing steps ads add interests and you can just click view all and you can see uh what instagram thinks your interests are this is so good it's also hilarious if it's wrong Uh uh-huh do you want to guess what my top one is that they pull is it performing arts no damn it is that yours yes Jon Snow character. <laughs> I've consumed watched? zero of that <laughs> series in any format. Uh, my top three are performing arts, human sexuality, and LGBT rights by country or territory. Then after that, the Gibson Guitar Corporation. Huh. I have not touched a guitar, nor do I know how to play one. Or no. It was very interesting. Death metal, apparently I'm into. Pale <laughs> ale and pale lager. World goth day, which is not something I thought I was interested in. <laughs> United States Army. Uh, really? Apparently. I might have to reevaluate this whole, you know, podcast interacting with you united states army uh but also pomeranian uh parenthesis dog good news um instagram has diagnosed me with undepression because i am interested in life oh nice um (laughs) good for you yeah i'm apparently interested in bed bug singular (laughs) Which may be a thing that, like, you know, a band or something that I'm not aware of. I'm certainly not interested. I think what happened is that I follow a lot of D&D homebrew accounts. Or not follow, but, like, like content from D&D homebrew accounts. And so they have decided that that means that I am very interested in beer, (laughs) alcohol, pale ale. of course. (laughs) That's very funny. Oop, ADHD hope. ADHD hope. Uh-huh. That's Autism fun. speaks. Can I like click on these and tell them they're wrong? No. Is Autism speaks the puzzle piece people? Yeah, that's the bad one. Yeah. Yeah. This is the bad one. Can I block them preemptively? I got a YouTube ad that was like Please, God, don't let, don't, don't 
don't let your child transition. And I was like, this big data stuff. I'm not so sure about this. Uh-huh. We went we went wrong somewhere along the way, so, maybe. Uh, you know, um, I wasn't 100% sure on it. And now I'm pretty... I'm pretty sure it doesn't work. I'm pretty sure it doesn't work at all. So So I think what I mean when I say, please write to your Amazon senator about um, supporting people with inconsistent, uh, unstable addresses is that there's, there's a Steve Jobs quote that I have lived with in my head as just like a a resident in my head uh the quote is i'm gonna butcher this because i don't care enough to say exactly what steve jobs wanted to say but i'm going to say the thing that i think is hopeful which is that you look around and you realize that all of the things in the world were made by people at some point you look around and you go somebody made this thing and they made it the way that it is and the Steve Jobs quote is probably a little paternalistic. He's probably thinking like somebody made this the way that it is because they knew it was going to be right. And that is a way to view the world. It's individualistic in a way that I don't like or that seems inaccurate rather. Uh Uh-huh. Because I feel like most things were made by like, not by someone, but by some some people like so few things are like mm-hmm. not done by committee you can't just like be archimedes inventing the wheel or whatever anymore right right and that's true for like science as well so that's that's my main issue with that so what i mean is that i do believe that like you look around and you say okay this was made by a person or by people's and that means that it is not infallible because it's just something somebody d- did. Mm. Um, and it also means that it's a thing that can change because it was made by a person and it, and it can be remade by a person or by peoples. Actually, Zach, um, have you heard of the blockchain? It's actually, uh, it was made uh, by people for sure, but it's actually immutable. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm thinking about the, like a bunch of movie, mo- nope, a bunch of money just moved from one bitcoin wallet to another and they're like ah everybody in the in the world of caring about bitcoin is like ah and so i saw like a single post about it somewhere and so now i'm thinking about that because like you get 51 percent, buddy uh you can you can rewrite history the history of bitcoin is rewritten by the victors hi i won bitcoin (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I have all the money now. Turns out it's been an ARG this whole time. <laughs> Just like Pokemon Go. It's a, a augmented reality experience. Yeah. Bitcoin prices are affected by real wor- world events. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't supposed to affect the real world, but then... There was a Requesa in Central Park, and there was a hundred thousand people there at a random, <laughs> like random Tuesday at eleven p.m. Oh my god! There are laws, I think, in my county about, or like it probably wasn't a law; it was probably a general law 
and then there's a court settlement with Niantic to make sure that people <laughs> don't end up in the parks after uh, sundown. Can't have people using public utilities after dark. God, no. You know what happens after dark. That's when they canoodle. <laughs> I think... In my you... good Judeo-Christian <laughs> Minecraft server. <laughs> canoodling is a concern, for sure. <laughs> oh, this is never and coming now, out. PSA from <laughs> Worrying Bucks. This is never coming out. So how does this relate to calendars? Um, It doesn't relate to calendars. We're not on calendars yet. We're talking about addresses still. Oh, sorry. I... I think you hit the nail on the head before you even know, knew what I was fully trying to say, um, so which is that I won the podcast. Good. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Uh, which is that like, yeah, sure. You can imagine that the the world was made by people, but also you can't just build a house without zoning codes and you can't make an address micro format without Amazon or USPS or whoever also caring about it. Mm-hmm. and that's what i'm trying to say um is that i really wish this was a way in which the world was just a little bit easier um and there is a high school version of zach who thinks that that's the kind of change that can be affected and it could but it's not something i care about so much that i want to affect it and I think that that will be the case for every human in the world. What if there was a slack? Okay. <laughs> what if I got to overwhelm Amazon? <laughs> yeah. No, like what if there was a IndieWeb-esque slack for this particular goal? It's not a thing I care enough about to participate in the slack of. All right. And false consensus whatever it is fallacy uh therefore i cannot imagine anyone caring about it enough to participate in the slack and so like what will end up happening is that i will continue moving because that's a thing that you do in your life if you're in a city especially until either i care enough to create a slack and then abandon the slack because i get overwhelmed by it Mm-hmm. Uh, or I get a consistent address and then I go, well, that's an other people problem. And in the meantime, I keep a list of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven places that I need to update my address on. And I forget some places because they're run with Shopify. Um, and I go there for clapping and that's how it goes. And that's how life carries on. Um, and the world does not end, and so you get a dog. And then you've got to tell the dog you're at a new address, or otherwise, you know, like, the stories about, like, the dog, and it goes It goes home, back to, yeah, yeah. Right? They lose it somewhere else, and then it knows, it figures out how to get back home. you got to tell the dog the new address if you move, because otherwise the dog's never going to know how to get back home. What if there was a central database of dogs and their addresses? Okay. And then it's indexed by dog. And so I tell Amazon my to, dog's social security number to dog nap my dog. And then I, you got to have your dog microchipped. Yeah. And so you scan the microchip. Can we use the blockchain for this? Yes. 
the scary thing about the blockchain is that it is just a really inefficient database. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I should have said drones or something. I make an NFT of my dog. <laughs> because my dog is unlike any other dog, you see. Non-fungible, dog baby. dog is not fungible. And I, and I keep a, a draft of all the places that I need to update my address because that makes my life easier in in a way that doesn't take any slacking you know what i do imagine i can affect change in though calendars you know how sometimes you want to like do a thing you know there's things in the community and you're like what if i did that thing Mm -hmm. um how do you remember how to do all those things right you've Mm got to put them in your calendar you've got to be like hey just just so that i know uh, there's things that can happen, you know, whatever I could go, I could go to the art walk on the, the, the fun street. I could go on the fun street and do the art walk this weekend if I wanted to. Um, but the thing is that the art walk, can I start over? Yes. Hey, Liz. Hey, (laughs) I'm going to describe a particular gripe that I have. It's not important. It is a thing that I feel and a thing that, again, I wish that I could do in a better way, um, but that other people live in a different environment than I do with this kind of thing. And so as a person who cares about having a calendar that is on my phone and knows that it could be easy to have a calendar on my phone... I am in the minority and it is not, the world is not catering towards me as a person who cares about having a calendar on my phone. Sometimes I will see a blog post about a thing happening in my community and I will go, man, that sounds so cool. And then I have to grab the whole thing and I have to go put it in my calendar and like, wow, fantastic, Cal, you can do auto imports. It doesn't work. The way that people like actually construct real sentences in the real world Fantastic Cal's like, I got some of this information, but I'm going to assume that it's today because the date is at the end of the thought and the time is at the beginning of the thought. Um, Do you want to put the date in the notes field or (laughs) I'm not really sure. And so the thing is that computers can only do so much. Computers, fun fact, kind of stupid. And so you've got to tell them what you want them to know. And so I wish that the people who made the blogs that tell me about the things that are happening in my environment, uh, in the in the world around me, did it in a way that my computer understood so I could hit a button and it went to my calendar. Facebook does this, as a matter of fact. That's one of the cool things about Facebook events. Terrifyingly, there's a lot of cool things about Facebook events. We've been here before. These are These are tracks that we have tread. Here's another way that Facebook events are frighteningly cool. You can export them. <laughs> an event in a, bl- in a blog, you cannot export. You go, hey, Milwaukee News website, what's going on this weekend? And they're like, here's all the things this weekend. And you're like, where is that? And they're like, it's at the park. And you're like, Jesus Christ, what park? <laughs> My computer doesn't know what park you're talking about. There are so many parks. And so I want to be able to click a button and have my computer know when and where an event is happening. And 
that's not a thing that's easy, but I think it would be easier to either A, tell the the Milwaukee News website uh, about microformats, or mm-hmm. B, go commit a, a years-long espionage-style Ocean's Eleven kind of thing. Yeah. Um, to get hired at the Milwaukee news website mm-hmm. and then just embed micro formats in better to ask forgiveness. I always say, is this a problem you also experience or is this just a me thing? I do not attend events <laughs> with even something approaching enough of frequency to think about uh calendar formats fair and valid that being said micro formats are one of those things that like is bad for no one if that makes sense like adding a micro format to your event page or your list of your list of events happening this weekend or whatever mhm is bad for no one Except, perhaps, the person who has to format it correctly. Right. And it is much more a matter of awareness. Mm-hmm. And, of course, and, you know, it's, it's, it's worth, it's probably worth mentioning just briefly, not to belabor the point, but, like, if Facebook wasn't the only way to make shareable events, then perhaps microservices would have more reach yes that's like a whole other thing that i we don't need to unpack right now but uh everything we're talking about is like a byproduct of centralization of the people who do the things yes yeah i i'm kind of like oh let's just get away from the whole facebook thing because like and maybe i shouldn't be and maybe Uh i shouldn't be because like it gets brought up every time we talk about IndieWeb because it is like... Facebook does not make it easy to have both in a way that like you can have an indie website and still use Amazon. And you can have a you can have an indie website that automatically posts to Facebook. Mm-hmm. But if you do, no one will use your indie website. I do also think that the... The focus of IndieWeb... See, this is... This is <laughs> so that, like, broad topic that this all falls under in our document is... Zach tells the community he's not a part of um, how they should change. Um, and so what I'm saying here is one of those things where... If, like, the the fun street that did the art walk business district um wants to tell people about an event that they're doing there's not a good way besides facebook to do that and the indie web has like three quarters of the puzzle pieces to get there um but the remaining quarter are not there and then the three quarters that are there are not advertised because the point is not advertising. Right. Um, and it's ex- extra not, we're going to uh, appeal to business districts. Um, mm-hmm. 
but that's still like a place that a lot of events happen. And if you want to think about events and have events in a way that people can see them and acknowledge them and think about them and add them to their calendar and have it not be Facebook, you need to have something like an indie web product that a business improvement district can look at and use. So when do you publish your white paper? It's going to be a twofer. It's going to be addresses, first half of the document, and then calendars, second half of the document. Um, so it's going to take me a while, maybe two days. I wish I had another thing to talk about that wasn't Monopoly. Because <laughs> um, that was just all Monopoly. And I want to think about something else. What's happening on Twitter? Uh, let's see. We got Bloom uh, on trending on Twitter. Bloomberg opinion. Did Branson really beat Bezos in the billionaire space race? All right, time to talk about Monopoly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, like a year ago, John Syracuse had tried to buy a clock, and. <laughs> this because he is a boy who makes podcasts it's now everyone's problem Uh and because i am a boy who listens to podcasts so slowly uh it it has just now become my problem um in short if you don't listen to the entire um you know universe of all the jareds who listen to this podcast and then you listen to their podcasts you know Mm -hmm. uh john syracusa was buying clocks and the thing about clocks is you can get them in every style that you want. Um, and that's not a Henry Ford joke. You can get them in every style that you want and you can get them in every, you know, technology mechanism style that you want as long as it's this one like 50 cent cheap mechanism from China. Um, the, the from China thing was unnecessarily racialized. Um, And we don't need to get into that. But what I intended to say is that it's a cheap mechanism made cheaply, made quickly, because it's you're just throwing a thing in a clock and it doesn't really matter how well it works. Um, And so, like, you look at the front of these clocks and there's this entire world of different things on the clock. And then the back, it's this little mechanism that turns the hands and it runs on two AA batteries and it dies allegedly after a year or two. And everyone on Amazon who's selling clocks is selling clocks with this same backing mechanism that turns the hands. Mm -hmm. And I just think that's really interesting. I think it's an interesting thing to think about that. um, The place that I first thought about that was at the same time we were trying to get all the stuff for our new apartment. And one of the things that we wanted to get was a bunch of little pails to keep our our oatmeal and our flour and whatever in. And you can get all sorts of pails at one price tier, kind of. And then you can go one price tier up, and they're like slightly nicer containers and chalkboard stickers with a chalkboard marker. Mm -hmm. And so you can get bad containers or you can get good containers and chalkboard stickers and a chalkboard marker (laughs) and those are your options because it's really easy for everybody who makes slightly nicer containers to add a markup and 
a chalkboard marker. Especially if none of their competition is having it as an option without. Right. And so even if we, as we do, already have chalkboard stickers and a chalkboard marker, um, there's not an option to not get this thing for whatever extra amount they are charging for that thing because that's not how you think about it. Um, and that's not how they want you to think about it, is that I am buying a container and chalkboard markers. It's just like, you're getting this set for however much. Um, and it is true that when you look on Amazon at like the lowest priced of a thing, you're probably not going to get a good thing there. But it is not always true, and this also goes for the clocks, that when you look at the higher price of a thing, that the higher price indicates better quality in the way that you want. Yeah. It could be a... In the case of clocks, it was typically like, if I remember right, uh, from a podcast a year ago, um, (laughs) it was typically like the style was more opulent. It looked nicer. Right. And the mechanism was the same. it, It uses the exact same mechanism, yes. So in terms of like keeping track of the time, these clocks are equivalent, uh-huh. which is the thing that Syracuse actually cares about. Right. And a thing that they are equally subpar at, mm-hmm. or I guess exactly par, but uh, underwhelming. And so I think this is all very interesting, and it's just like a model that I have been putting purchases through in my head. Um, but I think something else that's really interesting about it is that we can wrap it back around to a classic Worrying Bugs topic, which is milk alternatives. Um, and while the market for clocks on Amazon is only visually different, I think one of the things that I really find interesting and find engaging about the world of milk alternatives right now is that it is still finding its footing Mm -hmm. and you can go to a lot of places and get a lot of different options for milk alternatives and that's cool and you and your friend can like have two different preferences on your almond milk Uh uh-huh and you can both like there's a notable difference between them and they and they're both they're both available to purchase and like that's right that yes sorry that sorry to cut that out didn't make any sense but like well no i think that's that's important is that the the difference between them is tangible mm mm-hmm. Um, and it's a difference in quality and just on axes that are not like it's pure or it's organic or whatever, but like, here's this and we tried pea milk, but we added coconut oil to give it the froth and we added pineapple juice to give it sweetness. And that's like a different thing than ripples, original pea protein milk, the original, I say, meaning like the first pea protein milk I ever saw was ripple. And I was not super jazzed about it, Um, but it is a a model that has been improved upon now. Um, 
But that's just by my perspective. Maybe somebody else is going to look at Ripple versus Notco, and they're going to go with Ripple because of whatever other metrics they're using to judge their alternative milk by. Mm-hmm. The wrong ones. <laughs> the wrong metrics. So there's not a, like a full thought to this besides that I think that it's good that there is competition in this space and it makes me more aware, I think, of the place that competition holds and the way that anti-competitive behaviors uh, since... The Reagan era. That's easy to say. I can blame Reagan. Nobody's going to get mad at me about that. Um, Since the Reagan era have, like, hurt the all of it. Yes. Um, That now we have a bunch of shitty clocks because they're all coming from the one person who makes clocks. But, like, we also all have TCP, and that's, you just rely on TCP. So, I don't know. I don't know what the solution is because I'm not a policymaker, but I want more competition sometimes. I think that it's good. And the interesting thing about Syracuse's story is that it does end with him getting a clock that uses a different mechanism. That there are different different mechanisms available. Mm-hmm. And so I don't even know what I'm mad about. I'm mad about the idea of going on Amazon and there being one clock mechanism and you don't, it's not even a good one. <laughs> yeah. It would be one thing if the, if that mechanism was absolutely bulletproof and like uh-huh. never breaks ever, but it's not. And now a PSA from the worrying bugs and the domestic short hair cat from Chapel Hill, North Carolina. This has been a PSA from the Worrying Bugs. Zach, if someone wants to get on your listserv mailing list for your address. Uh, Or if you work at the Milwaukee News site and you already use uh, micro formats and I'm just looking in the wrong places, you can let me know. I'm on Twitter at... (laughs) 